let this week go without talking about something that happened on Tuesday evening involving Marjorie Taylor Greene. And this happened, of course, at Donald Trump's victory, uh, his little party he was having for winning New Hampshire. And uh, it it appears, based on this video, that maybe Marjorie uh, hit the bar a little early celebrating because she decided to kind of wedge her way onto an interview where she began slurring and, of course, threatening people in the Republican Party with jail time. So here is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Again, uh, she seems a little inebriated here, but uh, judge for yourself, here's what happened. This primary is over with. Can you imagine being a donor and lighting your money on fire like that? Donating to Nikki Haley, begging her to stay in the race. I mean, these political consultants, they should go to jail for continuing this campaign. I mean, it is so dishonest, I can't even believe it. For what I- yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's so, so we got to people and uh, they, they ought to be in jail. I mean, they're just lighting money on fire, she tells us. Um, now, we'll get to the things she said in just a moment, but let's talk about how she said it. Uh, you notice she said a lot of words that have S's in them. And those S's, which is kind of typical when people have maybe had a few too many, uh, they linger a little too long, right? Like, slow down, guys. And you can hear that in her voice there. I mean, she actually comes across <laughs> what this reminded me of is when you see, you know, reporters from sporting events and you've got people that have maybe been tailgating a little too long and they run up to the camera and they're like, whoa, we're number one. I mean, doesn't that kind of give the same vibes there from Marjorie Taylor Greene? So again, I don't know if she was drinking or not, but it certainly comes across like she had had a few too many. Now let's get to her actual claims. Cause it's not just about her slurring her words and, you know, coming across even more unhinged than usual. It's the thing she said. First of all, donors, you're lighting your money on fire. If you're giving it to Nikki Haley, probably not wrong. Okay. I mean, not much to nitpick on that statement. If you give money to a person who's not winning and really statistically has no shot at winning, yeah, you're kind of just throwing your money into a big black hole. So really no notes on that one, but it's the second one. The political consultants should be in jail for telling Nikki Haley to keep going. They should be jailed for doing their jobs. Now, as I said, statistically, Nikki Haley's not going to win right? The polls in the other states that we have coming up for the Republican primaries are telling us Trump's crushing it. So statistically, there's no path forward. Logistically, however, you know, if we're talking about things that are possible, it is possible that Nikki Haley somehow wins the Republican primary. That is a thing. There's a non-zero chance she could win the primary. You know, stranger things have happened. And these political consultants, the strategists, everybody that they hire for their campaigns, it is literally their job to keep these people going as long as humanly possible. That Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks is a prosecutable offense. Running against Donald Trump should put you in jail. She thinks like that is how loony this individual really is. If you're telling a candidate to run against Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene wants you in jail. And of course, what's terrifying about that 
is that Donald Trump has pretty much already told us he is going to weaponize the department of justice if he gets back into the white house. And we've talked about the possibility of him jailing his political rivals. We have talked about members of the media, you know, just general activists out there. But what about the political consultants? Are those people now having giant targets painted on their back by people like Marjorie Taylor Greene? Could Donald Trump actually weaponize the DOJ enough to prosecute people for working for opposing campaigns? Again, I'm going to go with, there's a non-zero chance that that happens. Anything with Donald Trump is still in the realm of possibility. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, drunk or not, may have just given up the game with her idiotic statements. So we've heard for the last two weeks, obviously last week it was after Iowa. We heard it for the rest of the week this week after New Hampshire, we heard it for the rest of the week. And that is that Donald Trump is absolutely crushing it in these Republican primaries and caucuses, which is true. If you don't understand how numbers work, if you're just looking at the end result, win or loss, yeah, Donald Trump is winning, but you have to look at the individuals that Donald Trump is winning with. For example, his victory in Iowa last week only represented 3% of the overall registered voters in the state of Iowa. His victory in Iowa only represented 7% of registered Republicans in the state. And of course they had record low turnout. And then in New Hampshire this week, Donald Trump fared a little bit better, although there were only 300,000 votes cast. So, you know, not exactly tearing it up there. But it's the independents and the moderate Republicans that overwhelmingly rejected Donald Trump, both in New Hampshire and in Iowa. Things are so bad for Donald Trump that even a Fox News poll found that 35% of the people in New Hampshire that voted for Nikki Haley said that they would never, never, ever vote for Donald Trump. They would instead vote for Biden over Trump. If Trump is the nominee, 35% of Haley voters in New Hampshire said that similar numbers came out of Iowa as well, by the way. So you have an overwhelming number of people that are telling you in these Republican primaries that yes, I am a Republican or I'm a Republican leaning independent, but if he's the guy, I'm a Biden voter. That's horrible for Donald Trump. It's not horrible for the country. It's great for the country, horrible for Donald Trump. And he's whistling past the graveyard, doing his touchdown celebrations after every small little race that he wins. These are not victories. When you look into the numbers, when you finally start to realize, wait a minute, there's more than just a win and loss column here. You start to see that it may be that Donald Trump has no realistic path to the presidency. And I'll add something else on top of that. I've talked about it over at ring of fire. I talked about it here earlier in this week, but I'll talk about it again because it bears repeating. Donald Trump is now the central focus of the media. And every time that happens for him, his approval rating goes down. More people say they do not like him. He loses ground with the moderates, the independents. And that is exactly what's happening right now. 
Because think about this, what's happened in the last few weeks? What has the media been talking about other than Trump's massive victories? It's been nonstop talking about Donald Trump's very obvious cognitive decline. Now, they haven't done that before. Trump's mental decline has been very obvious to a lot of us that have been covering him for years and years now, but the media repeatedly ignored it. But now we have outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Hill, all of these big corporate outlets that are now talking about Donald Trump's mental state and why we should be worried about it. And they're doing it because there's no more distractions. Trump benefits from distractions. When there were other Republicans out in the field, Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, and of course, Nikki Haley, who's still there. Those people sucked up some of the headlines. Not anymore. Now it's all Trump all the time. And the more they do that, the more they talk about his gaffes, the more they talk about his mental state, the more they talk about the horrible plans he has for a second term, the less people are going to like him. The more he does rallies, which he is increasing the frequency of his rallies now, that turns people off. And he's already probably turned off enough people as it is right now to not have an actual shot at winning in November. So if this keeps up, I do think this is going to be a fairly easy election for President Biden. Now, that doesn't mean he just needs to sit back, put his feet up and let Trump tink himself. No, no, no. He needs to be out there. He needs to be talking about this, but he needs to be talking about some of Trump's actions too. get the media talking about it even more. But the signs are already there that Trump doesn't actually have a coalition of unified Republican voters and he cannot win an election with nothing but the MAGA cult behind him. During Donald Trump's victory party in New Hampshire on Tuesday evening, the one that of course Alina Haba attended after telling the judge the day before, hey, I was exposed to COVID and I got a fever, I'm too sick to do the trial. Well, during that party that evening, a young man by the name of Dylan Quattrucci, I believe it's pronounced, he was removed from the event. Now, Mr. Quattrucci at one point was in fact the, uh, what was he? The Trump campaign's deputy state director for New Hampshire. He resigned a while ago after video emerged of him at the Capitol riot, telling police officers to themselves. So he resigned, but he was still there at the party and he was removed. And he doesn't know why he was removed, but he did post a video. If you want to watch it, it's in the link in the description of the video here. But he seemed very confused as to why he was being forcibly removed from this event. After all, he voluntarily resigned his position, okay? They didn't force him to get out. They didn't expel him. None of that. And he had been there, by the way, all day. So people knew he was there because he had been posting pictures all day long. But what happened shortly before he was removed was that he posted a picture of himself with Alina Haba. Alina Haba's in the photograph, smiling, posing, happy to be there, looking healthy as can be, by the way, after the day before saying she had been exposed to COVID and had a fever, totally looked normal and fine at the party. And it was after he posted this photograph 
that he was forcibly removed from the event. Because after he posted the photograph, while he was being removed, NBC was about to break the news that Alina Haba had been spotted at the party in spite of telling the judge she wasn't feeling well. So, all we can do, because we don't have an explanation from these people, is extrapolate from the available data. Donald Trump's people understood that it would probably look pretty bad if Alina Haba, after just telling a judge she was sick, showed up in a different state at his uh, uh, victory party. They then saw that this guy posted a picture of Alina Haba at the party on social media. They got word, I'm assuming, again, this is just my theory, they got word that NBC News was about to break the story, so they kicked him out. Now, what they should have done is actually kicked Alina Haba out and then be like, nope, here's a video, she's not here anywhere, right? You know, that would have been like, don't kick out the guy that took the picture because the damage is already done kick out Alina Haba and be like, no, we don't know where that picture's from, but they didn't. And the judge, by the way, on Thursday, when the trial resumed, he didn't scold Alina Haba, you know, didn't uh, call her up. People were calling for Haba to be held in contempt for lying to the judge about an alleged illness. Although we can't technically prove that she wasn't feeling ill on Monday, but the judge didn't do anything. However, He did seem a little extra hostile towards Alina Haba on Thursday. So it's likely the judge knew. And if the judge knew, it's probably obvious that the jury probably knew. Everybody in that courtroom knew about the story. But what they may not have known is that they kicked out the guy that took the picture that led to NBC News breaking the story. And that kid still doesn't understand why. Well... When you're around Donald Trump, having evidence of things is usually not going to bode well for you. So lesson learned, right, Dylan? Probably won't be making that mistake again because they probably won't let you into any more Trump events. Donald Trump has a very stern message. For any Republican donor out there that wants to give to bird brain, as he calls her, Nikki Haley, Trump says, if you do that, if you give a dime to Nikki Haley from this point forward, he is going to excommunicate you from the MAGA movement. Here is what a very angry and vengeful Donald Trump posted on Truth Social this week. Nikki Birdbrain Haley is very bad for the Republican Party and indeed our country. Her false statements, derogatory comments, and humiliating public loss is demeaning to true American patriots. Her anger should be aimed at her third-rate political consultants and, more importantly, crooked Joe Biden and those that are destroying our country, not the people who will save it. He then added this part. He said, I knew Nikki well. She was average at best, is not the one to take on world leaders, and she never did. That was up to me, and that is why they respected the United States. Okay, so before I get into the threat, let me dissect that part just real quick. Because he's like, I knew her then. Yes, I appointed her to the be the ambassador to the United Nations. I knew she was average at best, he says. I knew she couldn't do the job, but I picked her anyway. What? Why? Why would you hire somebody knowing that they can't do the job? 
Do you, do you realize what kind of stupid thing you're admitting to right here? That that's one of the dumbest things that you have ever said because your whole political career is built on. I'm being, I'm the best businessman in the world. So I should be the best president in the world. I'll run it like a business. I pick only the best people. You literally said that. And now you're saying like, I knew she wasn't good, but I picked her anyway, because I'm a bad boss, I guess. But Trump continued. When I ran for office and won, I noticed that the losing candidates donors would immediately come to me and want to help out. This is a standard in politics, but no longer with me. Anybody that makes a contribution to bird brain from this moment forth will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. We don't want them and will not accept them because we put America first and always will. So if you're giving money to Nikki Haley, then you better not try to give money to Donald Trump later on down the road. Cause by God, he's just not going to accept it. Right? Like that's something we're supposed to believe that somebody's going to walk up to Donald Trump and be like, Hey, uh, I have $5,000. Would you like it? And Trump's going to be like, well, did you give to Nikki Haley? Yeah, I did. Then keep your money. No, I will not take your money. Has has Donald Trump literally ever told anyone anywhere at any time at any point in his life that no, I will not take your money. I'm, I'm willing to bet. No, I don't think that is, I don't think Trump is physically capable of saying that to somebody like I won't take your money. That's, that's what his whole life is about. Taking money, wanting money, needing money, wanting more money. I guarantee you if every single donor of Nikki Haley's later goes to Trump and says, can I give you money? Even though I gave to Nikki Haley, he'll be like, yeah, sure. Here's the link. Like you pull it up on my phone and give right now. I'll video you. He will not, not accept people's money. This is an empty threat, but the reason he's doing it is because he's trying to bully his way towards the nomination. He knows that right now, Nikki Haley's the only person standing in his way, even though statistically she's really not standing in his way, but he is trying to bully and bulldoze his way into that nomination. And now he's at the point of threatening her donors. Look, I'm sure those people would be more than happy to not spend their money. Like if they can still get a Republican president and not have to write a bunch of checks, they'd love it. So not only are you bluffing with your threat, but even if you actually followed through on it, you'd really just be doing these people a favor. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. Balanced.